The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Daf Ayin Vav. Today's Daf is being studied. Lelu Nishmat Marad Zakenati Yafad Batzara Vilu Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther Wahashem Tnehem Began Eden Amen. Today's Daf is being studied. Refuah Shulaman Moshe Ben Dina En La Refana Lo Refuah Tanefesh Refuah Taguf Refuah Tukur Rabal Abav Echen Yerasom Ramal Amen. We begin today's Daf on Ayin Vav Amud Rishon, and we are on the top line. Ganav VeHegdish VeHarkach Tavach Umachar. So a guy stole an animal, and then he made it a dish. After he made it a dish, he slaughtered it. So the Mishnah said he doesn't have to pay Dalit Behe, for the obvious reason, because he's not slaughtering the master's animal anymore. Once he made it a dish, it leaves it a shoot of the master. Amre, Bishlama atibihala mehayev, Dehi katabah, Dehigdesh katabah, Vela demare katabah. I understand when he slaughtered it, the reason why you don't pay Dalit Veher is because it's not the masters. Because bottom line, uh, we must be talking about a case over here where he made it Hegdesh. Now if he made it Hegdesh, that means the owners must have made Yehush. Because you cannot make Hegdesh before Yehush. Once you make Hegdesh, you have a Yehush and a Shinui Neshut. So it's really not the owners anymore. It's in a different Neshut. So therefore I understand why if you were Toveyah after Hegdesh, it's not the owners. Therefore you're not going to pay Dalit Veher. Because again... Combination of the Yehush of the owner and the Shinu Shoot of the Hegdesh, Lav de Marekatabah. Ela a Hegdesh de Hayev, but it should be Hayav for the mere fact that he made it Hegdesh. Why? Mali Machron de Hediot, Mali Machron de Shamayim. Have a regular case of Ganav Umcharo. What's the difference if he sells it to a regular guy or he sold it to Hegdesh? Bottom line, when he makes it Hegdesh, he removed it from one domain, and he put it in a different domain. It's like selling it. And if we should be hayav for ganav umachar, we should be hayav da'adve. Why did the Mishnah say ganav ve'ikdish? Utmacho umicharo eno mishalem. Utmacho, I understand. It's not his. But, if he, the fact that he made it ikdish, the making it of ikdish, is like selling it. And if we should be hayav mishum genevav mechida, mishum di ikdish itself, Kamara answers, Hamani, who's the author of our Mishnah? The Bishim Onhi, the Amar, Kadashin Shehayab Ahadayutan, Birshute de Marekaime. The Bishim On said in our Mishnah that if you have Kadashin, that you Hayab Ahadayutan, what does Hayab Ahadayutan mean? You're responsible for. For example, a person said in front of an animal, Hare Alai, it's on me to bring. Now, he's, he, he consecrated the animal that was in front of him. But let's say something happens to the animal. Since he said, It's considered Hayab Bahariyutan, and he has to repay it. He has to pay it again. He has to take another animal. So that's called Kadashim Shehayab Bahariyutan. 
we have a rule that the Gemara is saying that something that's hayab yutan is considered your mamun. Even though it's a dish, but it's considered your mamun in the sense it's gorem the mamun. That if you lose it, you're going to have to replenish it. So therefore, something that's hayab yutan is considered to a certain degree in the owner's possession. Therefore, the case is like this. The ganav stole the animal. Now we have a ganav. He made it Hikdish. But how did he make it Hikdish, the Ganav? He said, So by saying, So such a Hikdish does not leave the Rishut, his Rishut, which means it's still considered his Mamon. It's going to be considered his Mamon because why? He's Hayav Bahariyutan. So look at the Ashi now. The Ashi explains this. Rabbi Shimoni. Shamar Hare Alai Ola. Right? The Ganav said this. Hare Alai Ola. Vifrish Gineva Zul Nidro. And he separated this Gineva for his Nidr. The Keman, the Hayab Harito, since he would have to replenish it. The Dabar Agorem, the Mamonu Kemamondame, the Love Mechirahi. That's the point. He didn't sell it, it didn't leave his Rishut. A regular Higdash, yes, the Gemara is assuming, the Gemara is conceding. A regular Higdash would be a Mechirah. But this type of Higdash is not a Mechirah because the type of Higdash that you made it is considered still the Ganavs. Because it's Dabara Gorem the Mamon. Therefore it's still his, because if, if, he, if this is something absolutely has to replace it. So if it's considered still connected to him. If he slaughtered it, he's not going to be Hayab. Now she points that out. Miu, Lenyan Tevi Ha'patur. Even though it's in his Rishud, the Gabbadri has to replenish it. So it's almost like a. We're saying two things there. The Gabbet Tevicha, it's not his. It's considered already Hegdesh. And therefore, if he slaughtered it, it's not going to be Hayav. He didn't slaughter the owners. But the Inyan. That when he makes it like this, such a dish is not considered you sold it. Why? Because it's still yours. Lenyan ma, lenyan that you're responsible for it. Lenyan that you're gonna have to replenish it. That what's gorem the mamon. So such a dish is not considered a mechida. That's what the Gemara wants to say. That the Mishnah that said hikdish is not considered a mechida is alibad Rabbi Shimon that says if you're talking about a case with hayav ba'chariyuto. Comes the Gemara and says, again, Hamane Rabbi Shimoni, the Markadashim Shehayab Bahariyutan Bereshute de Mare Kaime. It's considered in the Reshut of the one that made it like this. He didn't sell it. The Firan Hayab. Gemara says, wait, Hamad the Sefar Rabbi Shimon, Resh Allah Rabbi Shimon. Wait, we learned in the Sefar of Amishnah, Rabbi Shimon Omer. Now, from the fact that the Sefa is the Bishimon, the Resham must not be the Bishimon. We're in the Resham of the Mishnah. So you cannot tell me it's the Bishimon. Because the Sefa of Mishnah is the Bishimon. So we're back to the question. Why isn't the actual Hikdesh itself considered a Mechira? That you should be Hayab Dalit Good? Why isn't the Hikdesh itself considered a Mechira? Ela, Hakabimah Askinan. Bekadashim Kalim. Uh, what type of Hikdesh did you make it? Kadashim Kalim. For example, the Ganav 
made the animal like this, a Qurban Shalamim, for example. Ve'alibad Rabbi Yosei Gelili, Ta'amar Kadashim Kalim, Mamon Ba'alim Hu, Uberishotei Kaimeh. Yos Kadashim Kalim is not such a strong Hegdesh. And therefore, they didn't really leave in the owner's possession, the Ganah's possession. And therefore, it's not considered a sale. Kadashim Kalim. Rashi says, Rabbi Yosei Gelili, Read Rashi, Ve'perek Kama Hilkach, Lav Mechirahi. It's not considered a mechirah miu. Back to the old question. Mirshut marak kama afkinu. Hashem hegdesh. Diki katamach lav marak katamach. Lenyan tevicha. It's still considered hegdesh. And if you're not slaughtering the owners, it's not the owners. So the gavet tevicha you be patur. And the gavet mechirah. It's considered that it's still the ganavs that he didn't sell it because he only consecrated it on the kadashim kalim level. So that's the case, we did Kadashim Kalim. Oh, Abal Kotche Kadashim Mai. But let's say he made it Kotche Kadashim. Let's say he, would, he made it like this, the Ganav, as a Hatat. Mishalem Tashlema Arba Bachamisha. Are you going to tell me it has to pay? Arba Bachamisha is considered like a sale? Because it totally went out of his possession. Adetani Resha. Why did you have to tell me in the Resha? Ganav the Tabach. The Aharkach Hikdish. Right, he stole it. And then he was Toveyach. And then he was Magdish. What did you have to give a case of you being Tobeyah after Hegdesh to pay down there? You can give a case now that you were Tobeyah. What did you have to give a case that you were Tobeyah before Hegdesh? Now you can give a case that you even Tobeyah after Hegdesh and you'll pay. And say, the flog will me bedida. When do we say Hegdesh is not considered Mechina when it's Kadashim Kalim? About the Kodshek Kadashim, Meshem Tashumar Mahamisha. Which is, why did you have to make a haluk in the Mishnah if you were Toveyah before Hekdesh and Toveyah after Hekdesh? Keep the case both Toveyah or uh, keep, the, keep the case always after Hekdesh and make a haluk. If you made it Hekdesh, the Kadashim Kalim, it's not considered a Mechira. Then if you made it Hekdesh, the Kodshik Kodashim, it is considered a Mechira. You didn't have to give a case between before Hekdesh and after Hekdesh. You'd be able to give the same haluk Bedida in the case of Kshikdisho. Itself and make the haluk between kadashim kadim and kodesh kadashim. So is he right? That's not the answer. Ela, you know what the case is? Le'olam la'shena kodesh kadashim ve'la'shena kadashim kadim. No matter what he's going to sell it, it doesn't make a difference between. No matter what he's going to be makdish it for, it doesn't make a difference between kadashim kadim and and uh, and kodesh kadashim. Oh, udekash alach mali machrol lejot. Mali machrol shamayim. Oh, so we have a question then. So if you're telling me it's a sale, so then why then don't you pay dalad ve? Why if you sell it, if the ganav sells it to a regular guy, tere uvein, he has to pay dalad ve. So if he sells it to hegdesh, he should have to pay dalad ve also. But the fact that he makes it hegdesh, that should be considered a mechira. Gemara says no. Machrol hediot meikara torah der uvein vehashta torah de shimon. That's the difference. It never left his shim, which means if I'm the Ganab, so the Uven sells it to Shimon. It starts off as short the Uven and now it becomes short the Shimon. When you make it Hegdesh, now it started off as short of the Uven, the Ganav, and when he makes it Hegdesh, now it's the short of Hegdesh of the Uven. So therefore, it's still considered the Uven's Hegdesh. And therefore, that's why it's not considered a mechira. So the ma'aseh, the reason why hikdesh is not a mechira, because it still retains the one that made the hikdesh's name on it. Rashi says, read Rashi, machrol hediot, 
like halfway down. Meikara Torah del Uben Kodem Shemachro Karui Asur Al Shemo Shel Ganav Umishemachro Karui Al Shem Lo Kaya. Ava Machro La Shamaim Adayin Shema Makdisho Alav Shekarui Olato Shem Peloni. And therefore, it is not considered a Mechira. So back to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said if a Ganav took an item and he made it a dish, no dalit there. What's the bottom line? Yeah, it, yeah, it is leaving his possession, but. The Maaseh is still called Shoro Shel Leuven the Ganav, Omnam it's Ekdesh, and therefore second set of the regular Mechira, which turns from Shoro Shel Shimon to Leuven to Shoro Shel Shimon, therefore since it's not like that, therefore there is no Din Adal Ve'er. Rabbi Shimon Omer, now Rabbi Shimon said at the end of our Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon said an interesting Hadush. He said, well, it depends. It depends what the Ganav was Magdishit for. Rabbi Shimon said, if the Ganav was Magdish, the animal that he stole, for an item that's Hayab Ba'harayutan, that you're Hayab Ba'harayutan, then he's Hayab Da'aladveh. But if it's not Hayab Ba'harayutan, he's not Hayab Da'aladveh. Now, the Chaurah, it's reverse logic. Let's review. Hayab Ba'harayutan means what? I have to replace it. If I have to replace it, so then this Hegdish over here is really... It's still my mamon, meaning because if I if I lose it, I'm, it's going to cause me to, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to replenish it. So that's more in my possession. So why would the Bishimon say that if it's hayaba hariyutan and I made the dish on some hayaba hariyutan, for example, he said hari alai ola, that's not more reason that you should pay dalvei. That's less reason why you should pay dalvei because it's more still in your. Possession. The Chaurah Rabbi Shimon said something that the deed should be really reversed what he said. So that's the Gemara asks. The Gemara says, Amre, Ni'i desavri Rabbi Shimon, Mali machron hejot, Mali machron shamayim. Good. I understand Rabbi Shimon says that the Hegdesh is considered a sale. And therefore you're going to be Hayab Dalad Veheh. But I don't understand his case that he said that you're going to be Hayab Dalad which means granted. Rabbi Shimon must hold. There's no difference if you sell to a regular idiot, and there's no difference if you sell to the Shamayim. You're going to be Hayab. But in what case? He should have said the opposite. Why? It did not leave his shoot because it's Gorem the Mamon. That totally left his shoot. Hayab, the Mafik the which means, Rabbi Shimon, we don't understand what you're saying. Your hinuk that you made between Hayab and Hariyutan and not Hayab Hariyutan does not fit. I mean, granted, I understand what you're trying to tell me. That a mechira lehegdesh is a mechira. In which case? In the case where you're Hayab Hariyutan. Not so. Hayab Hariyutan is more still holding by the Ganav. Because he's Hayab to replenish it. You should have said the opposite, Rabbi Shimon. Amre. He was reacting in the Mishnah to another deen. Which means, really, you're right. According to the Bishimon, look at Ashi. Amilta aharitikai. Teecha daagdish ganav. Ben le neder, ben le nedava. Lo mechayev le Bishimon. Lab asha'ad deektesh bishum adayin shemo alav. Nidbatosh shil ploni. Which means, really, the Bishimon agrees with Tanakama. The bottom line, whenever you make something Higdesh, at the Sha'a of the Higdesh, it's still called the Ganavs. 
whether it was a nedir, whether it was a nedaba, whether it was hayav or not hayav, he could tell a command on that. That's not considered a sale. Bishlama, when I'm selling it to a hijot, it goes from Shorosh Shalomim to Shorosh Shimon. But by Hegdesh, Zadayin Shorosh Shalom Magdish. Good, the Bishlama agrees with that. But so what were you talking about, the Bishlama? You made a haluk between Hayabba, Hanyutan, and not. Different subject. What subject? Gemara. Haki Kitani. En agone vacharaganav, Bishalim tashtumeh dalit behe. Okay, first case. A guy is gonev min aganav. He steals from a thief. He does not have to pay dalit behe if he slaughters it. Similarly, vechen gonev hekdesh bebet ba'alim if he steals hekdesh from the owner's house, patur. Ma'it ta'amav vegunav bebet ha'ish velom bebet hekdesh. Good. Rabbi Shem'on omer kadashim shehayav ba'achar yutan hayav. Oh, but if you steal from the owner's house, Kadashim, what type of Kadashim? Kadashim that he would have to replenish. For example, the guy said, Hare alai, that it's Omez Hayab Bahariyutan, he's going to have Maitama, Karinan Be, Begunab Betaish. Because even though it's Egdesh, since that animal is Gorem Le Mamon, it's like Mamon of the Baalim, because if you take it, the owner's going to have to replenish it. So it's like you stole his item. So it's considered Vigunab Le Betaish. And that's why the Bish Shimon is coming along to say, even though Gonev Hegdesh should not have to pay Dalve, but it depends what type of Hegdesh. If he's Gonev Hegdesh of Hayab Yutan, that's considered the gunam the betaish, because the owner owns this animal in the sense that it's gorem the mamon. That what if it gets lost, he's going to have to replenish it. So you stole something from the owner. Therefore, hayab b'hariyutan you gonev from a guy. You're going to have to pay dollars there. However, v'sheinu hayab b'hariyutan patur telo karina be v'gunam be betaish. Very good. So therefore, that's what the Bishon was saying. Really, it comes out according to the Maskana of this piece. Everybody holds the etzim making it hegdesh is not a mechira. Therefore, when you, the ganav steals an animal and makes it hegdesh, that's not a mechira. Therefore, you're not hayab da'al What was the Bishon talking about? Where a ganav steals hegdesh. He steals hegdesh from a person's house. It's hegdesh already. And now he slaughters it. Well, the chaurah should be patur. Because Torah says, begunam mebetaish. If it's a type of Egdesh, it's Hayab Bahariyutan, that's his. That's the issue, because he's going to have to replenish it. When you steal it from him, you're Gorem the Mamon. You're not causing him to have to pay. Therefore, it's Gorem the Betaish. Mashaykin, if it's not Hayab Bahariyutan, so it's not Gorem the Mamon. He's off talking, he doesn't have to replenish it. Therefore, in that case, you will not pay down. That's what the Mishra was talking about. A Gorem Egdesh from a person's house. Mechdi, wait. Remember we learned earlier in the, in the Perek that a Bishamon holds, let's say a Ganab stole an animal, and he was shohetet and the animal became a terefa. The Bishamon shita was, you know, Hayab Because Bishamon holds, it has to be a shahita to the Uya. It has to be a shahita that's a the animal to eat. So the Abraham says, Kadashim Right. In this case over here, granted, he stole an animal from the Balabayat. And it was Kadashim Shahaya Bahariyutan. Where did he slaughter it? He slaughtered it in his backyard. When you slaughter a Qurban in your backyard, it's not edible. It's a to eat. 
So how could the Bishamon say you're gonna be Hayab Dar Vahe? Bottom line, the Shahita is not Riuya. Again, let's review. The Bishamon just told me a case. I steal a ganav steals Kadashim Shahayab Bahari Yutan. And he slaughters it. What did the Bishamon say? Hayab Dar Vahe. What do you mean Hayab Dar Vahe? This is a Qurban. You store a Qurban in your backyard, you can't eat it. It's Shontehuts. I, I thought you would be sure it's the same rabbi that said you only hayav down the head and shahita that is edible, makes it edible. So how do you say you hayav in this case? So Gabriel is going to give a few answers to settle this question. Ki Ravdimi Amar Yohanan. When Ravdimi came from Eris Yisrael to Bavel, he said the name of Rabbi Yohanan, Beshochet Timimim Bebefnim Leshem Be'alim. Very good. He brought the animal inside the Azara and he slaughtered it for the sake of the Be'alim. Therefore, the shahita is a shahita. It's a shahita that is viable, it's edible, because you slaughtered it in the Azra. And he slaughtered it not only, he slaughtered it for the sake of the original owners. So the Gibraltar says, wait, Vare Hazra in the Ba'alim. If that's the case, he returned the animal to the owner. By slaughtering it for him in the Azara, it's like he gave him the kitten back. Why would you have to pay the Alva here? It's like he returned the kitten. You answered me how it's edible. And that's why you pay the Alva here. But if he slaughtered it for the sake of the Ba'alim, he gave the animal back, basically. So why would you have to pay the Alva here? So the Gabbara says, oh, you don't know the case. I'm going to be talking about Abinch and Adam. The case is talking about where before he was able to bring it as a korban, the blood spilled. So therefore, it's not onel ba'alim. So therefore, what, you have a case where the shahita is good, but it's not hazara ba'alim because the blood spilled before he was able to bring it. Therefore, he has to pay arba hamisha. That's the case according to Rabbi Shimon. That's one way of learning. So at the time of the shahita was re'uya. That's why the shaita is considered a viable shaita, but since the blood spilled, he didn't return anything back to the Ba'alim because he didn't bring it from the Ba'alim. The first part of Hamisha. Different answer. No, I'll give you a similar case. You took the animal, you slaughtered it inside, but you didn't do it for the sake of the Ba'alim. Oh, what do you mean you didn't do it for the sake of the Ba'alim? So for sure it's Hazra. And we're holding like the opinion that says that when you do a shechita shelol nishma, it's kodesh, and the Quran is viable. It's just that lo, lo ala leve'alim. Because the bottom of Nashi. The shechita re'uyai, the kaimalan, kodesh zebahim, shenizbihu shelol nishma'an, kishirin. The keren lo hazra leve'alim, the kaimalan shelol alu leve'alim, the shem hoba, but it doesn't count. So that's the second answer. Third answer... Oh, the case though was Ba'alimumin. The animal that he stole was indeed a Ba'almum. A Ba'almum, you don't have to slaughter in the Azara. You could slaughter it, Husla Azara, and therefore it's viable. Therefore, you have no problem, Rashi. Ba'alimumin, Shehitatan, Heter, Bahuts. And therefore, you have no problem. So let's get to review the three answers we have over here. The three answers were prompted by a question. What was the question we had? What do you mean to be Shimon? You hold it the only time you have down the hay was a shaitan's uya. In this case, the guy stole the hikdash, he stole it, or where shaitan uya. Answer number one is the uya. He brought it into the azara, he stole it to the shembalim. The shembalim? Chazak Kenan, there's a pay four or five. No, the blood spilled. Okay, second answer. No, he brought it into the Azarab, everything was good, and he stole it to the Shem Ba'alim. So he didn't return it to the, to the, to, to the owners, that's a pay four or five, but it's considered Kashir. Third answer, it was a Ba'alim. Ba'alim, Chutzta Azarab, Muta. Those were three answers. Now the Gemara says, Tahiba. 
literally Tahiba means he wondered, but in the literal sense that she says, He was uh, smelling. Which means he's going to now ask some questions on the answers that we just gave. Tahiba Rabbi Al-Azhar which means Rabbi Yohanan and Nishtakish. How did they just answer the question? Rabbi Yohanan and Nishtakish answered three answers. Two, two in Rabbi Yohanan and one in Nishtakish. The two of Rabbi Yohanan is, he was shuhet timimim bifnim, and either the blood spilt, right? Or lo l'shem ba'alim. And Nishtakish answered, it was ba'al moon that you stored it outside. Either way, we answered the question that the shaita was, Okay, that Rabbi Lazar has a question. Tahiba Rabbi El Azar, Rabbi Yohanan, Shehita Materet, Baalo Zirika Materet. What's Mati the animal to eat? Not the Shehita, the Zirika, the sprinkling of the blood. And therefore, your answer is not an answer. You're trying to answer me that Mishakish has to give me a case where the Shehita was matir the animal. That's why Yahya Abdal But that's not so. If the blood spilled, the animal is not matir. And the animal is not mutar. The Shehita is not matir the korban. It's the blood. So you didn't answer me. By saying that the blood spilled, that means the animal is not edible. So therefore, that answer is not a good answer. Secondly, he has caught the Shehita. Exactly, which means in a court of Takish, he took the Baal Moon and he slaughtered it. The slaughtering doesn't matter the animal. A Baal Moon, you need to make a pigeon. So were, even though you made a Shehita, it's not matir. Therefore, the Gemara is asking, how did you answer the question to make the animal mutar? In both these cases, the animal is not mutar. If the blood spilt, the dam is mati the animal to eat it. Or the pigeon is mati the animal. Not the shahita, question only by the Rishnakish. That was Abil Azar's question. So Kabbalah says that what? When Abil Azar asked this question, he did not know a fact. A very important fact. What is that fact? Istimitete. He did not know what the Bishimon holds. That means blood. That's omed to be sprinkled or thrown on the Mizbeya. We consider it as if it was done even though in in truth, it was not Nizrak. And therefore there's no question according to the way the Yohanan answered. Even though the blood spilt in the end, but at the time of the shahita it was viable to be sprinkled, therefore the shahita is mater, it's considered as if it was done. And furthermore, that's destined to be padui, we consider it padui, and then we know you didn't do it yet. And therefore it's not a question according to the shahita, when you slaughtered the ba'alim mumin lebahut, even though you didn't put it yet, but the umdim lifdiyah and the sofam nipadot, therefore it's going to do and therefore the shahita is considered shahita that is materet. Look at Nashi, please. The chol amid lifdot. U ba'alim mumin kiftuim damu. Why? Hu il de sofam nekach. And as she says, goes back to a point we mentioned, we're talking about over here, Ba'alim Mumin, Me'ikaran Askinan. It's talking about where they were Ba'al Mum, 
before the owner made it Hegdesh. Which means, if it's talking about Hegdeshan, then what? Then they became a moon. Then already, after you slaughter it, they're not subject to Pejon Mishinishatu. Which means that she's giving us a side point in Hilchot Pejon. The only time you can make a Pejon on an animal after you slaughtered it is if it started off as a Baal Mum and the guy was Makdishin as a Baal Mum. Then if you slaughter it, you still have subject to pigeon. But if you made it a dish, and then it became a Baal Mum, and then you slaughtered it, there's no pigeon. So then she's just fixing the case. How to understand. But bottom line, Rabbi Al-Azari, your question is not a question. Because the Bishamon holds, Kol Ha'omed Lizrod Kezar Ugdameh. And Kol Ha'omed Lifdod how do you know the concept that anything that is destined to be sprinkled is considered as if it's sprinkled? The Tanics from a bright Rabbishim on Omer Yesh notar shehum etameh tumat ochlim. We have a law of notar. Notar is a type of korban that after a certain time uh, it becomes uh, notar. It, uh, you're not allowed to eat it, it becomes a subhana'ah. For example, you have certain korbanot. It's the day that you sacrifice it and the following night. By the next morning, already it's considered notar and it's asur ba'akhila. So there's a certain notar that has a deen of tum'at ochlim. That means you can receive tum'ah. There's another type of tum'ah, a notar, that does not receive tum'at ochlim. Ketzad, If let's say it was lan, if let's say the night passed before you made zirika and the korban, before you sprinkled the blood, we'll see why. Let's say it stayed overnight after Zirikat Adam. We have a, we have a understanding. My Lifne Zirika. What does it mean, Lifne Zirika? Before it was sprinkled. Kodem Shinir E Lizrika. Before it was Raui to be sprinkled. Lahar Zirika. What does it mean? Lahar Shinir E Lizrika. After it became Raui. The Gemara explains that. Let's say before it was Ra'ui for it to be sprinkled, the Korban stayed overnight. Mayhi, what's the case? That there wasn't enough time in the day to do the sprinkling. It wasn't Ra'ui Lizrika. For example, the Shachte Samuk Shkiyat They made the Shaita right close to Shkiyat so there wasn't enough time in the day to get the zirika in, and therefore ve'eno metameh tumat ochlim, and therefore it's not going to be metameh tumat ochlim. We'll explain this in Nashi. Le'acharshin ne'el zirika, but afterwards ne'el zirika lan it stayed overnight. To have your shahut payom ne'mizrekeh, there was enough time in the day to sprinkle it metameh tumat ochlim. It will be metameh tumat ochlim. Alma kol ha'omed lezrok. Now that we have the words in the Brayta, now we can go see Rashi. Rashi says, "Yes, notar shemitameh." Let a bishmon 
Isurei Ana'a En Metamein Tum'at Ochlin Okay, we have a rule There's a certain Tum'at Or Tum'at Ochlin You have a food stuff The food stuff Sometimes can be Mekabel Tum'at Tum'at Ochlin it's called And sometimes not The Mishwan has a rule Only items That are not Isur Hana'a That are edible Can be subject to Tum'at Ochlin But if the item is Isur Hana'a there is no tumat ochlim. How does he know that? That's she. The darish mekola ochel asher yeachel. Ochel shata yachol achilol acherim. If it's edible, even though you might not be allowed to eat it, let's say you could feed it to somebody else. All in nochri, all he saved to a goy. Karui ochel. Perekama de bechorot vimaita lash ateteranaa mishenishcheta, which means if this meat, even for one moment. After it was slaughtered, even though became asur afterwards, as long as that one second of eter achila, What's the case? Rashi. We're talking about an animal that becomes notar. A korban that becomes totat in one night. We have the day that you slaughtered it, and the following night, by the next morning, it's totat kegon, todah, the koche kodashim, kulam, imlon nizrak daman, velon nitar ba'akhila, if let's say you weren't able to sprinkle it, you weren't able to, because they made this shaita so close to sunset, they weren't able to get the sprinkling in. So therefore the animal itself, because you cannot eat the meat until you sprinkle, or, or I should say better, or until it's ra'ui to be sprinkled. But in the case where it was never ra'ui to be sprinkled, did the meat ever have a sha'at yater? No. Therefore, can ever receive tum'at? Ochlim. Let's say they slaughtered the korban, not close to sunset, but they didn't sprinkle. It was ra'ui to be sprinkled. If it's ra'ui to be sprinkled, we have a rule. Kod to be shimon. Kod ra'ui lizrok, kidu zaruk dameh. And therefore the animal is considered as if it was sprinkled, as if we consider the food as if it has a sha'at heter. Not that you could eat it, because really you didn't sprinkle the blood. But le'inyan tumat ochlin, we're going to consider it as sha'at heter to be subject to the rule of tumat ochlin. If you see according to the Bishamon, he holds of the rule. Again, you have to know the three rules here. Well, three or four rules. Number one, there's a concept of notar. Notar is something, in this case, over here, that it stayed overnight. By the next morning, the Torah says you got to burn it. Rule number two, that for Tum'at Ochli to hit something, according to Bishamon, it has to be Ra'ui the Akhila. It had to have a second at least where it was ra'ui. Okay, rule number three. An animal, if it's not shayach to sprinkle its blood, never has a shatetir. What do you mean? It doesn't have a potentiality. You, sprink, you, you slaughter the animal five seconds before sunset. So it wasn't even ra'ui for Zidika. She cannot make Zidika at night. So it was not even ra'ui. Therefore, the, this, this korban over here never had shatetir. Therefore, it's not going to be subject to whatever the laws of Tumat Ochrim are. if you slaughter it ten minutes before sunset, even though you didn't sprinkle. But it was Ra'ui to sprinkle. The Bishamon says it's subject to Tumat Ochrim. Why? Because he holds. Kola Omed Lizrok. 
Kizaruk dame. We consider it as if it was Nizrak. Le'anyantumat uklin, it can become tame. And therefore, it can become tumatumat uklin. Because that's as a, a potential shat, the uh, 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 viability will fall. Right? So it's Kizaruk dame. And therefore, that's what Nabi Shimon Therefore, go back to our original question that we had on Nabi Shimon. The question was, Nabi Shimon, you hold that to make tibiha, it has to be viable. To be hayav arva v'hamisha, Nabi Shimon said, let's say you slaughtered a terifa. Nabi Shimon said, terifa is no good. I slaughtered it, but ganav v'tabach. But it has to be ra'u ila So we had a question, we said, yesterday we had a, 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 a today's daf, on the earlier daf, we had a question of a guy that steals an animal of Kadashim. Right? And he slaughters it. We said, well, when you slaughter Kadashim outside the Beit HaMikdash, it's not, uh, you can't eat it. Oh, so we said, the case is talking about where he took the animal and he brought it uh, either inside the uh, Beit HaMikdash, he brought it inside, and he slaughtered it inside. Uh, okay, he slaughtered it inside, but still, uh, we had a question. If you slaughtered it inside, then you don't owe four or five. Because you gave back the animal basically to the owner. If you slaughtered it inside for the, for the owner... So he gave back the kid into the owner. Why do you have to pay four or five? Oh, where well, the blood spilled. Oh, which was the blood spilled. And therefore, it, 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 it wasn't all there for the owner. The owner didn't get credit. What do you mean? If the blood spilled, so therefore the Gemara say, when does an animal become mutar ba'akhila? After the sprinkling of the blood. So therefore the shahita was still not viable. So if the shahita is not viable, according to the Bishimon, you should not be hayah four or five. It's not the shaita that's matir korban, it's the zirika. That the Gemara answers, That since it was able to be nizrak, even though it wasn't, it's considered, therefore can it do zaruk, therefore the shaita is really materit, and therefore will be hayab down there. Where do you see that? From the law of Tumat Ochlin that we just read, that even though you didn't zorek, the animals considered mutar ba'na'al le'enyan that is going to receive, is mutar ba'akhirah le'enyan that is going to receive tumat okhlim. Where do you see that from? That so long as it was slaughtered at the time of day where you had potentially enough time to sprinkle it, it's considered what? As if it was sprinkled le'enyan that this meat now, the next morning, which is called notar, will receive tumat okhlim. But never had a sha'atetet, it did. Potentially had a sha'atetet. Because it was ra'uid l'zrok, so it's kazaruk tameh. That's where they answer the Bishimon. Bechol ha'omed lifdot. Kepadui tameh. We have another law now. We have another law that says anything that's omed lifdot, anything that's ra'uid to make pidyon on, it's like it is padui. Now why we have to say this case? Because we had a question. According to the Shlakish, Shakish answered the case of uh, Rabbi Shimon like this. He stole an animal, it was Hekdesh. So our question was, when you stole a Hekdesh, it's, it's not that mutar ba'akhila, why should be hayat? Oh, so we're saying he stole an animal that was a ba'almum. Oh, it was a ba'almum, and they slaughtered, ba'almum you have to slaughter inside the azara. He slaughtered the animal outside the azara, and therefore it's considered a shakita that is matir. So the Gibraltar, what do you mean it's matir? It's not matir, you have to make a pigeon. Mm-hmm. You didn't make a pigeon. Until you make a pigeon in this animal, the animal is not mutar bakhila. According to Bishamon, uh, how could you be hayab dalbehe? You didn't make a pigeon. So that the Gibraltar said, oh, call the Omed Livdot, Kepadui Deme. Since potentially you were able to make a pigeon, he looks as if it was Padui. 
Therefore, it's considered as if uh, the shaita is considered okay. Because it's potentially able to make... Uh, since, since eventually you're going to make the pinjon. I'm going to read you that Rashi. Look at Rashi a little, little the way up on the Amud Ben. Vechol HaOmed Levdot. Read that Rashi. Ubaalemumin kifduin damu. Huil vesofan dekach. It's destined to become padui. Okay, good, that's what she says. Since it's, it's, it's going to be Padui, it's Kippadu. Where do you see this from? Gemara. Detanya. Rabbi Shimon Omer. Rabbi Shimon says. Again, you gotta get Rabbi Shimon's rule when it comes to Tumat Ochni. Only something that's Mutar Behana'a, that has a deen that it's Mutar to benefit from, is subject to Tumat Ochni. Such a type of food will receive tum'ah from other items. It has to be da'ui. But if it's never had a sha'at heter, it cannot be subject to the laws of tum'at ochli. Oh, it's got to be ochli, because it's from pasuk. Mikola ochil asher yachil. It has to be edible, at least for one second.